Well, hello everyone. This is Haley. Uh, some of you might uh, know me from my um, Life of Peaches page or um, as Real Peach Yoga. Uh, if you have liked content so far, then please um, reach out and check Instagram for my new page, Real Peach Tarot, and that is T-A-R-O-T, as in tarot cards. I um, have been reading for a little bit and studying and now I would like to um, offer my services to the public. I am um, going to be delivering collective readings um, weekly um, in a form of Instagram posts and Twitch live talks to elaborate on them, as well as um, offering one-on-one -on -one readings um, for any of your personal questions, any in-depth guidance, or whatever um, your heart desires, really. Um, I use this as a very good tool um, along this spiritual journey to, um, you know, help communicate and um, figure out what to do next, <laughs> at least for me personally. For you, it could be for whatever. So yeah, um, if you want to visit instagram.com backslash realpeachtarot and give it a whirl. I'm going to be doing a um, next podcast uh, about the um, tarot cards really just kind of a little bit of an explanation of them, how they work, and all that uh, shenanigans. Really, I think, to try and um, ease people into the idea that tarot cards don't have to just be um, some super mystical new age thing that, like, you know, a lot of people see that as being very intimidating, frightening, or, like, incredibly fake. So, <laughs> I'm here to dispel the stereotypes and, um, help offer my services to the world. And uh, yeah, next podcast, all about tarot cards. But today, um, we're talking um, about conditioned behavior. And um, if you would like to visit the Twitch page, uh, which is also twitch.com backslash real peach yoga, you will see a, um, a video, a brief um, overview of like today's topic of conversation. And I like doing a little bit of this, like, teaser excerpt in um, a live talk to just, like, you know, get a little bit about in the open, get people to start, like, to think about it and such. And then maybe to, like, deliver the podcast as, and with, like, a lot more in-depth material to uh, help expand and uh, give people more insight into this topic. And hopefully this little bit of, you know getting into the surface of it um, will inspire people to make changes or to learn more about it. Of course, I'm always here um, to answer and help with any questions on all of the above topics and such. So, um, yeah, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, oh, sorry, adjusting myself. A dog just came in the room. <clears throat> but I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just recording this in my mother's bedroom. It's been very interesting um, living at home again, and it's definitely a big motivator um, and really eye-opening on how um, <laughs> your conditioning and habits uh, still work in our, you know, adult life, because I am living alone and away from home, got conditioned to, you know, certain behaviors and living in a certain way, obviously, but then coming back here, it really... Um, to me, shines light onto the fact that these behaviors have been conditioned and learned, and to me, it's definitely um, an eye-opener, and really just um, 
kind of confirms the fact that all of this is uh, super real. Because, <laughs> of course, um, some people might be a little more skeptical of, um, you know, the concept of, like, conditioned, like, behaviors and such that our subconscious is so um, elastic and capable of... It's basically like a sponge. So it, like, soaks up basically anything that we're involved in in our daily lives. But we don't necessarily realize it, but everything we do quite literally shapes us and conditions our being and who we are and how we act and think in this world. And for me to like knowing that I get extra conscious and extra careful about my own thoughts, feelings, and uh, behaviors and definitely um, helps me to get into like the backseat and, you know, observe the behaviors without um, thinking that I am that behavior. Because we'll get into this, but conditioned behaviors are not who we are. It's literally just something that's learned that can be easily, well, sometimes not so easily unlearned. But we're born into this world um, as a blank canvas, basically. We're super impressionable. As kids, you know, obviously you raise them, you teach them everything they know. So, you know, the people we become... You know, it's all based on what we're taught and shaped, um, like, as children by our parents. And once we're shaped by our parents and are, you know, thrust into more um, open society, then we are becoming conditioned by society. And, you know, this this modern world definitely um, conditions humans in some of, like, the most toxic ways that, um, you know, are possible. <laughs> so why is there so much violence in the world? Why is there so much hatred? Uh, these are the negatively conditioned behaviors that I personally am very concerned about and really want to rectify. I, um, the more negative um, toxic behaviors and things that are running rampant in society. Why is there so much you know, hatred, destruction, corruption, and violence? We are literally perpetuating um, separation and creating this like mental divide where, you know, a person no longer sees themselves um, as one in the collective, but as being just one human individual alone on this world, but superior to all other humans. We definitely get into this, like, egotistical mindset, and, you know, a lot of humans become super narcissistic through society, too, because we are taught that we're, we are superior, um, the superior race and uh, species on this planet. But this creates a lot of, like, toxic separation between um, realizing that we are all in this together and that we are part of this natural world just the same as the literal just natural world that's right outside of our doors. It's the humans that come in here and try to um, create this distorted um, us versus them or me versus the world mentality. And humans, um, we become super self-interested and selfish, um, living with, like, a super false sense of superiority, because this ego inside of us will literally do anything to create an identity of self, and it rationalizes super harmful behaviors, and because, you know, it no longer sees human beings as the same as ourselves, like, meaning we know that we're human, and we have compassion and feelings for ourselves, but we separate ourselves from others so heftily that we kind of forget that 
you know, the same way we feel, others feel. Strange, right? (laughs) That all human beings are capable of these same things. Even the toxic behaviors, we're all capable of having all of these super negative bad habits and stuff, but it's whether or not you're conditioned to be that way and whether or not you have the drive and determination to um, revert those behaviors or to be strong enough to not learn them because it's possible. Once you um, conquer the ego and you can strengthen your sense of self to become basically impenetrable and then you know who you are and you can't um, let these uh, things condition you and shape you because you're no longer living in that place of ego, you're living in the place of the authentic connection to the divine. And that does not waver and does not change who you are based on like what you're encountering in society. So we tend to see other people um, as, as challenges and, and pawns that exist on this planet that just further our selfish agenda. So this is where we get a lot of discrimination and racism and hatred, greed and violence. Because, you know, we're all human beings that exist on this planet. Just because we look different in no way means that we are different. We look different because um, culturally and, you know, geographically, we have to look different to survive on this planet for, you know, evolutionary adaptations. It's not exactly rocket science to figure that out. And (laughs) once you actually can, you know, think about that, like, just think about that, that we all exist on this planet. Why else do we all exist on this planet together? Um, Because this is just one world if we're not meant to coexist, learn from each other, grow from each other. Like, we all can benefit from just opening our hearts and minds and accepting all these people for who they are in any way, shape, or form. And of course, this doesn't necessarily mean accepting the negative traits as that being who they are. I can separate that a person is not their negative behaviors. You know, it's can be a tricky game. But, you know, if we're living in this place of the ego that separates us from the world and creates that, um, me versus the world mentality and then you know we are seeing people as pawns and this um literally is where stereotypes and all of these super harmful behaviors come from is this false sense of separation that we have created for literally no reason other than the fact that our ego wants to create drama and have some type of force over another being And, you know, that's exactly, that's not exactly a healthy way to live or a peaceful way to live because you're not free if you're constantly worried about comparing yourself to others or if you look like others or if you're so focused on this hatred that you're not allowing yourself to live in this world because you're so focused on everybody else and what they're doing. And this is basically like, I guess you could just say, like, mind your own damn business, essentially, even though all of our business cohesively combines into one pool of business in the grand scheme of things, but, you know, stop being so concerned about the judgment of others and the way other people see you and the way you're seeing other people, it's, it creates this, like, cycle of negativity that is definitely what we're trying to bust out of. 
And we're going to talk a lot about um, self-acceptance later, um, probably in a different podcast, because um, that in itself is a giant, like, branch of this topic and just the means of, like, the way kids, and I will use the example of women especially, how women um, tend to be raised in a different way and taught different things. Like, women are supposed to be... um, tall, thin, beautiful, blonde, what have you, um, rich housewives. And we have these expectations and stereotypes of what society wants us to be, and it creates a lot of um, negative self-image, and it creates this division between who we are and who society wants us to be. And so that's a very big branch that spawns off of just this um, conditioned consciousness topic. Because really, this is the root of, I think, everything. Like, every single, I think, topic about self-help and spirituality and growth and transformation and such that you can get into, it literally all has to come from this. Because you can't make any type of progress in um, your journey unless you can see how your consciousness and being has been conditioned and then revert that conditioning. So this is a huge thing. I think as long as you can work on this topic, then I think you're good to go. Because I think most um, other growth or transformation spawns from this. So children, because it literally all starts with children. We're born as like blank slates, but then we're literally turned into whomever um, we are raised to be. So children in modern American society are raised with kind of this major um, distrust for others. And this is definitely because we've um, been conditioned as a society of harmful, um, dark acts. And, you know, it's pretty villainous. And then we teach children to kind of be scared and mistrusting of society and to always, like, you know, second-guess themselves and other people. And instead of listening to intuition, we create this... um, mentality of fear so we're just kind of conditioning the ego to be afraid instead of being able to discern between um harmful situations and non-harmful situations because we're automatically presenting everything as being scary it's not and of course it's not every single person of this is um an one example amongst many oh hi kitty cat well hello my kitty cat has come to say hello. She is very good. Her name is Athena, and she's gray, or she's blue-gray, and, and super, super soft. Okay, but back to the topic at hand, guys. So maybe instead of shaping children to, you know, have morals and positive, helpful, kind of... Wait, God, I just read that wrong. Sorry, I'm, like, slightly reading off of the script, but also, like, going off of my own... Um, script too but um how about instead of raising children um in fear we shape children and of course we're not just raising children in fear we're raising a lot of different children but we're also raising them it seems that a a huge parenting style is creating mini parents like um parents instead of shaping their children to be individuals are shaping them to be just like little individual cogs like thoughtless cogs in a machine and blatant copies of themselves and 
when the child like sh- tries to show you know any type of deviation of or um their own personality they kind of get chastised for it and it becomes seen as a negative thing and so no wonder we have a lot of people who aren't living for themselves and are always living to try to please others because that's what we're raising we're raising kids who are constantly trying to please others and can't think for themselves and this creates a huge um distrust of yourself and also a giant um lack of self-worth and self-esteem because i have firsthand seen um in this generation that this is happening of course parents want their children to be exact carbon copies of themselves and have all of their exact same thoughts and feelings and skills and views and beliefs and such but it's like it creates people who don't necessarily think for themselves and it seems as if these children grow up to be incredibly uh, sad and mistrusting individuals who haven't been able to fully come into their own beings because they've been so focused on pleasing others and living under somebody else's shadow. But I think this is definitely wrong. And, I mean, who's to say it'll ever stop? Because a lot of different, like, cultures and societies, that's just the way it is. But why is it that way? And I feel like we need to question these things. Question why it is that way. And why we can't, um, you know, have parenting styles that help shape an individual whereas you're having a kid like that kid is they're going to grow up to be their own individual and have their own personality and stuff just like you and I think that should be absolutely celebrated and they should be given a safe space to learn and grow and be themselves and to experience lives under their own perception and I think that's what's going to make a very um, healthy generation that is capable of, you know, greater things than we we can imagine. So we raise children to be, um, you know, to have morals and be positive, helpful, kind values that can, you know, change people's energy and help maybe revert the crime of society. If we can start with the kids and teach them what to do, then we can, you know, eventually have a society where everything is better. You know, why do we have so much perpetuated violence? It's it's just like, and you know, well, I'm not going to really get into it, but it's just like in the topic of, you know, men and women in society and women are taught to, you know, oh, don't wear that in public or else, you know, something could happen. Well, why haven't we taught, you know, the people perpetuating the violence to not be violent and instead to respect others for what they're doing and wearing instead of, Um, seeing it as predatory and viewing women as just pawns and toys and things and objects to do with as you please. I'm sure we're not going to get into the um, reality of that's a very big topic in itself. (laughs) Very hefty. But how do we eliminate that? It literally starts with our children. So we raise our children in the light to spread positivity, maybe potentially Um, a healthy future where everyone can be more kind and caring to all human beings maybe we could help eradicate violence instead of breeding and you know raising generations of sociopaths basically because I don't know if you've realized this and I'm sure it um 
maybe it just seems like society is more dark and violent because we have a lot more media and a lot more outlets to actually see it but that in itself is bad because the more we're you know tuning into our television screens that are showing all of this violence we're just creating more of it because that in feed like in turn feeds our subconscious and we're literally feeding our subconscious with the negativity of the world and perpetuating cycles of this instead of breaking it and like reverting back to um more peaceful times it's not to say in the past that it wasn't you know there wasn't always bad or that there weren't bad things in the past but weren't there times when you know kids could go down the street and play at friends houses without their parents automatically assuming that they're going to get raped and murdered just by walking down the street I think that the fact that we live in a society where that's you know the first thought to go to is don't let your kids go outside of the house because something could happen to them then why do we live in a world where we can't actually explore and experience life as it's meant to be because we're so focused on on fear and keeping people complacent (sighs) it really gets me going man (laughs) but just as you know we're teaching children how to act once we're adults that's not it's not like we're done once we're adults it's not like once you hit a certain age your brain can no longer um, learn or unlearn things that is not the way it is so an adult can just as easily unlearn um, any and all conditioned behaviors that have been taught throughout their lifetime sure it's not simple and it's not always easy but it damn sure is possible And if you're sitting there thinking, no, it's not, that's because your ego doesn't want you to change and it wants to keep you in this place of doing whatever it is that it likes to do to have its own identity, you know? (sighs) So my personal mission has definitely been, um, well, for myself, this whole journey for me is unlearning my own conditioned behaviors and like seeing how my life changes by that and then like thoughts. Um, once I unlearn these conditioned behaviors and, you know, your thoughts can kind of go back to its intended state of being, it's kind of like a neutral good (laughs) because I mean, what is good or bad? It's just, it's all just energy, but humans put labels on energy and all of the things in this world to have a better understanding of, um, this reality. But that in itself, the humans or our brains need to label things and to constantly, um, put, it into words because yeah we see pictures and that's only a desk because my brain puts the parts of it together and calls it a desk but if you separate the parts it is not a desk oh philosophy man i can make my brain hurt sometimes and i love it but when we unlearn behaviors we can find this place of stillness and peace and once we actually get back to that place of stillness then We can allow ourselves to actually be um, guided by our divine force. And that's where, you know, we really can listen and trust our intuition to guide us in this world because we're in our intended state. So society's conditioning, um, it can come between the intuition and the mind. The ego is definitely so focused on running the show in whatever way it's been taught. Um... That the inner guidance is is buried and definitely not heard. The truth of who we are is literally buried by the ego. Because the ego doesn't want us to know the truth. 
the ego wants to keep us in this false reality, basically imprisoned in our own minds. Because the ability to connect with God and to, you know, see the world as it is always exists within us. It's just these conditioned behaviors form layers over it. And the more layers, the harder it is to get back to it. But it's always possible to get back to it. And the more you're willing to, you know, do, the easier this journey can be. And I think, well, my purpose in life was to go through this journey and to get to this place where um, I can basically explain these things to others. Maybe not as well as I could. I mean, granted, everybody needs practice. Public speaking is hard. Uh, this isn't public speaking technically, but like, I'm hoping a lot of people hear it. Sure. Oh, I just lost my train of thought now. But okay. Um, yeah, so our true selves, you know, honestly is um, now a threat to this carefully crafted society. And by carefully crafted society, our society has become the way it is because of the human ego's need to basically become what it is now started off as a tool to help us in this world and surprise now it's doing like the exact opposite and if you'll notice like almost every single podcast I do the ego comes up because the ego quite literally is I'd say like I would compare the ego to the devil to the (laughs) and of course that gets into a lot of um just religious imagery and I will use that as just a um kind of energetic reference because most people are familiar with a lot of the Christian um, religious uh, stories and and concepts and such and so you have God and the devil so I'd say God is our literal divine nature and then Satan is our ego and of course ego isn't exactly Satan but it's a really good kind of um, metaphor I guess to use Um, so you can kind of see that we want to defeat Satan defeat the ego because the ego creates hell on earth. And see, that is a really good one. The ego creates hell on earth, so our ego is Satan. <laughs> but anyways. Um, yeah. So most popular parenting styles um, aren't exactly, yeah, for the purpose of shaping unique new people. They're to mold children into whatever the parent wants them to be. So... We need to take a look at that, first of all, and maybe not do that. And I'm sure there are certain aspects of self that you want to pass down to the child, but that doesn't mean that you want to make them exactly like you, especially with bad habits and such. We want to teach them our good moral nature, the what it takes to be an upstanding human being and to care for others and be compassionate and respectful and all the good things. But also, behavior can sometimes be subjective. I mean, I'm sure somebody could see a behavior as problematic and somebody else wouldn't. But that's also, again, the concept of perception. Every single different person has a perception. Just like when it comes to, um, say, I use a certain tone tone of voice to you and you think it's rude. But my intention wasn't to be rude and my perception saying it, it didn't sound rude but you thought it was. So that's a difference in both of our perceptions. And 
even just that alone, like tone of voice and the way we speak to each other has monumental consequences because, you know, if an ego is super sensitive and somebody has an ego inside of them that's going to be reactive and think you're being rude, you know, that's, it's just, it's a very tricky life and to be able to appeal to everyone's ego is basically impossible. So it's not always going to be easy in this world and that's why we need to maybe help people to um, give themselves an ego death. And of course, ego death sounds like a very negative term, but really that's when we unlearn behaviors and revert to our natural selves enough to where um, the ego no longer has a place and doesn't need to be active. And so it basically just like goes away and doesn't have any more power. And that's like my intended thing. That's what I've been working on. That's what I think the goal should be. Of course, I still know how to navigate this world without dying. I mean, well, I mean, not exactly, but like for the most part, I've have 24 years of experience to figure out how to semi not die, you know, and I don't exactly need an ego from here on out to keep me from doing that. You know what I'm saying? So we start start with the kids, <laughs> start with the little ones, and maybe we can um, stop having so many problems and we can... Uh, help generations thin this veil of truth because if we can raise our children um without having you know overly egotistical narcissistic behaviors then we can literally help heal like society because you know it's an illusion and it takes people kind of away from you know the wonders and faith of a higher power and of course, not everyone's going to believe that, but I personally think that if they're not in belief, then they still have some sort of stronger ego within them that is kind of saying, oh, well, you know, you're powerful enough. You don't need to exist, like, from something. You don't need to be subservient to a higher power. So sometimes the ego wants us to not believe that there's anything outside of ourselves because it wants to believe that it is the ultimate force when it's not. <laughs> so I don't know how anybody else feels about that, but that's just my personal um, opinion is that if you can't believe in anything outside of yourself and if you can't have a belief in some type of um, higher power or admit that, you know, this fucking magnificent ass world was created by something outside of ourselves then your damn ego needs to be in check because how crazy is this planet all right there is a um documentary series called one strange rock go watch it on netflix i feel like just that in itself can help you change your perspective and they don't go at it from a point of religion they go at it from a point of science it's literally just a like the um most like famous NASA scientists or scientists, I mean, scientists are astronauts, whatever. Um, astronauts, they're also scientists, so that works. Now I'm getting kind of ranty, so like my words are gonna mumble. I'm also a little sleepy, but hey, don't hold that against me. But in One Strange Rock, you've got these um, astronauts that are helping give insight into why the world works the way it does, and like literally phenomenal, just absolutely magnificent parts of this earth and 
it's absolutely mind-blowing and you can't watch something like that and then not just have this feeling of like oh I know like I I feel it within me things like that strengthen my faith to God because there is absolutely no way I can look at even pictures of this planet without feeling a sense of wonder of how we got here and we were created and the fact that um our planet is just so intricate our bodies are so intricate and we literally cannot even comprehend the vastness of this universe our human brains can't even wrap our red like heads around how big it actually is out there and we sit here thinking that this is all there is that exists and we sit on this planet and think that we dominate everything and that we're the most ultimately powerful things in the entire universe solar system and everything that exists and we are sorely wrong and I think one day we'll figure that out you know unless it's too late I hope to spread that message you know because I want everybody to um have these same types of feelings of wonder and awe that I do because dear goodness I have never like felt so magnificent than I do in these days and I can find the beauty and the most simplistic of things like to me even just like watching ants run around with crumbs in their mouths is just like fascinating I could literally stand there for hours and just like watch the tiniest of ecosystems just work because it's absolutely astounding to me how interconnected everything is and just how complex nature can be and it doesn't exactly need guidance or anybody to tell it to be that way and oh man I love being alive I love this experience (laughs) this has honestly been the greatest thing that's ever happened to me and yeah of course this is probably gonna be a long-winded podcast now because I can't stop like talking about my own personal stuff as well as um the actual topic at hand and I'm probably not gonna edit this one so yeah you guys just get to listen to me rant and you know feedback would be nice do you mind if I rant like or would you prefer to um listen to a more monotone cookie cutter podcast that does not show as much of my weirdness and personality because this is who I am but I've thought about um doing my podcast a little different I think I started them a little bit different and as like I keep making them it's gotten a little more into this the way it is now but we'll see (laughs) I mean sure I'm doing things the way I want to it doesn't necessarily mean that should be the way it is I'm trying to reach people I'm not trying to do it just for myself so yeah if you have any feedback please let me know and I'm always looking for topic ideas if anybody would like to contribute an idea or something that you would personally like to learn more about and yeah maybe I'd like to learn more about it too so please don't hesitate to communicate with me I'm pretty nice I think and would love to hear from everybody so as I was saying we're living in a false reality of the ego (laughs) the ego keeps people under a spell and keeps people you know easily susceptible to the conditioned behaviors and when we can learn to recognize that we can stop it and yeah that starts with the parenting and we need to create more awakened individuals and to help more individuals come to that awakened state and yeah how do we do that 
Um, I guess, you know, I don't know if I want to get into exactly, like, how to parent a child right now, but, um, yeah, most, um, children of religion, though, are conditioned certain ways, too, but even children raised in, like, religious environments that are conditioned to think in certain ways aren't necessarily taught, um, how to think for themselves. They're taught how to blindly, um, you know, comply with something that, like, a belief that they've been taught, instead of being able to take this belief and see how it works for themselves, because that specific child might need some type of different philosophy or religion to resonate with them to create the same um, effect that it's in their parent. Maybe the parent is Catholic and they have the most beautiful faith and connection to the Lord that they've ever had before in their entire lives and they think it's the most beautiful thing and they want to pass it down and they try to like have a child that's complete like you know try to raise a Catholic child what if that specific child perception doesn't resonate with it and all they do is feel tortured and misunderstood and um oppressed you know and then maybe that kid goes off to do something bad because they weren't taught to think for themselves enough to find some type of philosophy that works for them to connect to um, their their truest self and higher power. See, things get kind of complicated, I'm sure, because these aren't exactly, like, you know, the most favorable views for most society, and, you know, not a lot of parents in these religions are going to say okay, I understand you need something else to connect with God, go do it. Most people would say, you have to connect to God in the way that I tell you you can, or else that's it. And I think it's very unfair to give people ultimatums and to um, present such harsh and, like, you know, honestly hateful conditions. Because if you're telling, like, a child they have to do this, like, if you don't practice this religion, I won't love you anymore, that's not exactly very godly. And it's not proper and godly to, like, hate people or to be judgmental for having different views or for looking different. Like, as to me, the purpose of God and, like, what God is is love. And if we are accepting one another for who we are and, and loving each other and, and helping each other become the best that we can and, and being there, then that, to me, is godly behavior. And... I guess that's why I personally don't subscribe to one religious label because I don't want to be, um, I think, stuck in a label or stuck in a perception of how I have to be to comply to this one label. I want to be good and loving and kind and accepting and I want people to feel safe around me and to always know that they can be themselves no matter what it is. And sure, if you come around me and be your complete self and you're kind of an an asshole, I'm going to tell you and tell you to stop doing that and that maybe you should, like, learn to be nicer. But you can still be who you are, but that doesn't mean that I can't, like, tell you about yourself, you know? But anyways, (laughs) religion, cray-cray, right? I've been watching a lot of, like, religious documentaries and stuff, too, and about, like, world religions and reading some books and stuff, and it absolutely fascinates me, and, like, I 
love so many different aspects of almost all of the world's religions and that's why I don't want to be just one thing because I find so much beauty in practices and rituals of um, different religions that like you know it's not exactly um, I wouldn't say I am oh my gosh the word it's not coming to me oh appropriation I wouldn't say I would be appropriating other religions by um, using some of their practices to me I personally think that it's the most holy thing you can do to share your practices with others so maybe they can find something that helps them feel feel God you know and to me I think that's the purpose of this world is to help each other feel as good as we can and you know without destroying each other love thy neighbor man isn't that that's one of the commandments so but that's all the ego you know the ego wants us to separate ourselves and to not be as open-minded and willing to accept others because it gets so defensive and angry and doesn't really understand things that don't look the same but that you know ego it it also, like, the ego will be the force to kind of justify um, sacrifice or, or hatred towards those who are different, you know? But that, that's false. That, and, you know, you can be religious and still have an unhealthy ego. Unless you have taken the time to open your eyes and see your own behavior and recognize and take accountability for those actions, then you can still be religious and spiritual but still have that aspect of the ego that needs to be taken care of because I'm sure like before I mean say a couple of years ago and I was like doing my yoga and I think at that time I was still like I was practicing Buddhism enough to where I probably would have called myself a Buddhist but I still had a lot of toxic traits um and had a very strong ego but that didn't mean that I was like becoming any less spiritual but it did mean that I had to work on myself deeper than I ever realized but you become awakened to the fact that I think you need to work on yourself on a deeper level and it doesn't happen to everybody but for me I started um living in in a place um where I was trying honestly to embody nothing but faith and truth um and came to see that there was no separation. That my mind and body are in union. My consciousness and the divine are in union. And if that's the case, then each individual on this planet is capable of that. And so that in turn means that like me and every individual on this planet have a connection. No one is separate from ourselves because we all come from the same source of everything we all exist at once and to me that like existence in itself is enough proof to say that we are all connected and that all of this is meant to be here for a reason and for a purpose all of it you know it makes absolutely zero sense to think that oh well half of us are placed here from some higher power and then some of the other half of us are placed here by something completely different no it's all one everything is one 
there is no separation. All beings are the same. Sure, some have been negatively conditioned, um, you know, and taught the ways of hate and uh, separation. And those are the ones that um, distance themselves and don't, um, obviously don't believe in the oneness. So, I mean, that's it. If, if people see themselves as separate and as different, that's an ego. And of course, each individual, like individual, we're all individuals, but we're all expressions of the same force. That's what I intend to say. We're all individually different, super unique individuals with um, consciousness with our own perceptions, but we all come from the same source. We're all made out of the same materials, which it's crazy. We are all same, same, but different. And that's why I celebrate the differences while also celebrating the fact that we are all one and the same. And of course, you know, there can't be dark without light. And there are always going to be like oppositions and opposing, you know, forces in this world because that's a balance, you know, love, hate, good, bad. I mean, it's all just energy. It's all just frequency. But, um, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Everything is energy. And the more good you put out, the more that comes back to you and you create your balance. But. Um, even then, when we get away from the conditioning, we no longer see um, the dark the same way. We're no longer kind of personally affected by by this force because, you know, our own light and self um, is strengthened and fixed on the truth and reality of the world. And so, I think beings, most beings, I mean, we have like the concept of yin and yang. Some of us are dark, but within the darkness exists light. Some of us are light, but within the lightness is, exists dark. You can't have one independently without the other. And so there's like the concept of, you know, the divine masculine and divine feminine. We all in, encompass both of those opposing forces within us. It's just yet most people have one that is more dominant than the other. And that's beautiful. We need to recognize our strengths. And that's like coming into your true self and your authenticity is... Um, seeing which one of these forces dominates you, but also recognizing that you can have the other within you and maybe that part needs to be a little more strong. So if you're a person that is more inherently dark, maybe you need to work on strengthening your lightness and vice versa. I'm a very light person. I have um, come to realize that I am a divine masculine, actually. <laughs> and of course, like the feminine exists within me, but I believe that I have become the divine masculine the yang force, the lightness, but I also know that I have that darkness within me, and that's why, like, when it comes to, um, divine counterparts and, um, concepts of, like, twin flames and soulmates and all such like that is that our, um, counterpart is generally the opposite of us, but still contains, you know, that part of us. And together we worked for balance. Like the yin and the yang, it creates the perfect opposition of equals. It creates the perfect balance. It's, it's honestly, it's beautiful. <laughs> and so, just like the energy of, of anger, it comes from the ego's response to being threatened um, on having itself like questioned or challenged. So, if the ego gets angry because it's challenged, then if we learn that the ego doesn't need to have power and that it's going to get angry when it's challenged, but just to like let that anger ride out and then eventually it won't have as much power. 
because um as the ego's response like became warped past like you know the port of like legitimate like survival or self-preservation it becomes a super harmful force on this planet much like a disease honestly that spreads so you know these negative emotions had a purpose but through time instead of actually being purposeful they've just become harmful and all because of childhood conditioning (sighs) (laughs) yeah but um i'm planting all the seeds that are gonna someday awaken somebody so i'm gonna keep doing it it's my job my goal anyone who has um answered um like honestly a a calling of service or is intended to um spread goodness like the truth and our god like you kind of come to realize this you start the process and you're on this journey and i don't know you kind of realize the truth and then you spread the truth and that's what i'm doing spreading the truth from my own point of view because somebody needs to hear it from my point of view and that's why i'm calling like been called to do this so yeah and just because you're religious does not mean that you're awakened to the truth completely but you're probably on the right track i would assume that's when it gets complicated because you know individual cases are different i can't say these things and it be true for every single individual it's going to be true for some but not for all that's why some people might listen to this and say like you're fucking crazy like none of that's real and think that i'm just like spouting off like mystical bullshit some people will think that and that's okay that's their right to think that completely but that doesn't make me any less true because this is my being and the way I've been intended to live my life and spread the word because honestly I find a lot of comfort in like organized religion like a lot of Christianity and Buddhism Hinduism oh my goodness there are lots of aspects of these um religions that i can super get behind and i love that honestly and i love the ability to um like adapt and um see the truth in different cultures and customs because we're all right i mean i mean when you like break down like religions they're they all have you know similar features to them and most similar outcomes not all of them um do it the same way obviously but that's because um we all need different things to cater to different perceptions and so yeah our egos um sometimes use religious indoctrination to justify harmful and negative behaviors and uh yeah life definitely can seem complicated when you realize that that even within an organized religion the ego is going to sometimes take these religious concepts and warp them and it might think, and you might still be living out of this place of ego, but feeling justified with like your religious indoctrination, but that's still sometimes the ego feeling justified from this religion. So then you might be living out of this false place because the ego, you know, sometimes finds way around its death by kind of tricking us into thinking that it's healthy. Like, <laughs> why else? Do you have like extremists within religion? Some of these these extremists and stuff feel justified in doing what they're doing because they're backed by religion, but it's the ego that is um, using something inherently good to do something inherently bad. 
and that is um it's honestly crazy and of course like our lives are just so complicated humans are so complicated the way we can be conditioned you know it's it's a balance it's a give and take there's always going to be oppositions and um different forces and it's it's using your own logic and intuition and your own inner knowing to be able to navigate and find what's best for you and helping to to spread whatever goodness you can so yeah conditioned behavior it's a bitch sometimes but hey we've all got to live with it right we've literally all been conditioned um you listening to this now you have conditioned behaviors if you want to sit there and say no i don't then your ego is lying to you and trying to tell you that you don't when really you sure do i do that certainly everyone does but it's discerning which conditioned behaviors are harmful which are benefiting you and looking at it from a place of authenticity and strength instead of looking at it from the place of the ego because those will be two def- like totally different perceptions maybe instead of looking at everything from a um, self-interested point of view you start looking at things from the point of view of others uh, that in itself creates a very huge shift in perspective and can be absolutely life-changing for me um, one of the hardest things was um, realizing that my ego had me conditioned to uh, play the victim for almost everything and to be incredibly harmfully selfish (laughs) and I never would have realized that until I started breaking down the ego and reverting these behaviors and so now I want to live out of like a place of of selflessness of caring and of giving and of trying to um, work on these behaviors and to eliminate them I don't want to be a negative force in the society I want to be good for everyone and a source of love and to help spread awareness to awaken anyone and everyone possible so we can start this change on a deeper level I have a responsibility to love and try to awaken others with the truth and yeah all starts with learned behaviors and beliefs so maybe you should take a look at um, your daily practices and uh, see if you could be living out of the ego and see what behaviors um, you could potentially start working on to try to make space for uh, your divine good to come in well i hope somebody got something out of this and yeah tune in to my other social medias and such to um, follow and watch out for more content there's a lot that's going to be coming to you this next week because we've got a lot to talk about and so yeah um, if you have any questions um about certain aspects of a conditioned consciousness and if you want any type of elaboration or if you had a question about anything i said please do not hesitate to come forward um let's chat because still even with a 56 minute podcast i'm barely skimming the surface of all of this because honestly people literally study this for like lifetimes <laughs> it's crazy complicated like complicated 
complicated and can be incredibly complex. Human brains are astounding. So, yeah. I uh, might provide some links for some um, supplemental reading materials and such because I think everybody needs to look at their behaviors, look at what they're doing, and realize how they can be making a difference in society and how to contribute in a positive way. We can all do it. If I can do it, you can do it. I believe in you. So thanks for listening. Um, If you made it this far, congratulations. And you're a freaking champion. Uh, Thank you for listening. And I appreciate each and every one of you. I truly do. So yeah, if you want to go visit any of my other sites and check out my content, please do. Please share if somebody else needs to hear this. And yeah, I'm going to leave you with that. Oh, yesterday was Valentine's Day, so don't forget to love yourself and love your family and friends. Even if you don't have a romantic partner in love in your life, realize that you still have plenty of love and you have that force of love that exists within you always. So love yourself and love the world. That's it. All we need is love. That's everything. It really is everything. Everything is love. And as long as we have that and we can spread it, I think we're golden. Alrighty now. (laughs) Thanks, guys. And yeah, you'll be hearing from me uh, later next week. Thanks, guys. Namaste.